0: My name is Lex, and this week on Spidey Signals, me and my co-host Alex recap our experience with the amazing duology and begin our look at the Spider-Man of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Captain America Civil War and special guest, Fear Deer. Get ready to choose your side, because it's time For Spidey Signals. Oh, Spidey Bells, Spidey Bells swinging through Midtown. Oh, what fun to sling a web and take the bad guys down. Spidey Bells, Spidey Bells quipping all the time. Oh, what fun to swing around New York while fighting crime. Whipping through the streets. Merry Christmas and welcome back to Spidey Signals, the podcast where two guys with the same name talk about Spider Man movies. I'm Lex. And I'm Alex. Uh, last week, we got through the, the nadir of it. Uh, we talked about The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, we had yeah. our first guest on. It was a long episode, but I think it worked out really, really
1: well. It sure did. Uh, it, it, we we're past it, is the thing. We're over the hill now. We're, we're past the hump. Or maybe the opposite of a hump, the dip. We're through the valley of the shadow of death, and now mm-hmm. we're into the land of
0: milk and honey. But yeah, this week, uh, first, we're going to talk about uh, our thoughts on the amazing duology as a whole. And then we're going to move on to talking about Captain America's Civil War. And we're going to have another special guest. Uh, they're going to be introduced uh, just a little bit later on in the show. But let's open with our positives and negatives for the amazing Spider-Man duology. Alex,
1: Yeah. what are your positives? Well, my positives, uh, I, I tried to put some thought into this, and uh, as much as I thought about it, only the things that I've been saying over these uh, few, it feels like many, but these few years since these movies came, to, I say came to light like they're evidence in a trial, <laughs> uh, <laughs> since these movies came about and happened. Uh, I don't hate Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. It's the eternal debate when you talk about these movies. You have to consider an actor's Peter Parker and an actor's Spider-Man. Um, we've 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 given our thoughts on Toei, and as far as Andrew Garfield goes, I'm not th- thrilled with his Peter as much as a lot of people are. Uh, but since we're in the positives, his, his Spider-Man is... Uh, it's it's a good performance. It's it's as jokey as it should be, but at the same time they, they pull the serious moments very well, I think. Um when they don't make him have like a like a I'm walking here accent for no reason. Yeah. Um it was an interesting take on the lizard, I'll say. Uh we've only seen the lizard attempted once, so we've had uh two Dr. Connors's. Um I do like the the character being sort of a <laughs> a one-dimensional, you know, like a very comic book type thing. Well, I'm just going to turn everybody into lizards. It felt very, you know, low low stakes, low low Spider-Man stakes. Oh, it's just the city. They're going to turn a, a few city blocks of people into lizards. That's a thing we're going to have to live with. Um, it was more of a plan than Norman Osborn had, God bless him, as much was as he It was more of a plan, did. but
0: it, it was a dumber plan.
1: True. Well that's that's I guess that's debatable. Lizards for everybody, or I'm going to kill specifically Spider-Man because he didn't want to hang out with me. <laughs> anyway, I, I guess that's also the plot of Amazing Spider-Man 2, though, isn't it? Spider-Man didn't want to hang out with me. So these movies
0: him. are functionally the same.
1: Um I do like um Gwen Stacy in this movie far more than I like anything that Mary Jane did in the Raimi movies. And I say that as a big Raimi movie fan. Uh I haven't said a whole a lot of damning critical stuff about Raimi, but one thing I have said is that the man cannot write relationships for shit. Now, I know that a no. bunch of men wrote the scripts uh, for these movies still, too, but none of those men were Sam Raimi, and that was helpful for, for both of the for both of the romantic uh, subplots in, in these movies. Uh, it, they stand head and shoulders above Raimi, because sometimes Peter and Gwen, they talk like people in these movies, which is yeah. kind of jarring to see in a Spider-Man movie, but not not anymore um uh the effects i feel like definitely were uh, an improvement i feel dirty saying that over uh, a trilogy that don dykstra worked on but um spider-man hey, three John has- dykstra only
0: worked on that second one
1: yeah yeah just the second one but the third one in specific i think has some the third ring has some really shoddy shoddy effects for a movie from 2007 and uh, right off the bat, I, I think both amazing movies had a good blend of, you know, you can tell when he's wearing a physical suit but versus, you know, seeing like ducking and weaving stuff in, in CG. It it wasn't too, um, too uncanny valley at any point that I can like think of outside of some stupid electro stuff. But that's, you know, I'm thinking about Spider-Man here and po- we're in the positives. Electro is the last thing on my brain. Yeah. Um, I didn't have anything specific else written down. I like a lot of the performances. It, it feels very, it feels very unique. The Amazing Duology. Um, it, it and I know that's a, a lot of a lot of people say unique as as a almost derogatory word when you can't think of anything else to say about something, which is kind of the position I find myself in. But I, I don't hate the Amazing Duology as it exists. I'm not a fan of the second movie. I don't know that it's the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, but. It's a bad one, and uh, it, it taints things a bit. But in my head, when I think of the amazing duology specifically, i I think of uh, i think of somebody trying. But I think it should have been like directors and writers and artists trying instead of suits trying. Uh, it's a very, very corporate movie uh, series of yeah. movies. But it, but at the same time, like pre MCU, it, it feels like trying to figure out. The, the whole—the only thing I can think of about these is trying to figure out where to go. And there's only so many places you can go with Raimi. And there's only, admittedly, I think so many places you can take MCU Spidey throughout this stuff. But, um, you know, they, I, I think it was an interesting and positive experience. that They tried to do something that wasn't connected to the MCU, that wasn't connected to Raimi, and just tried something original. Even if we got the results we got, I think that was a positive thing, was that that unique fresh start attempt.
0: It is truly so. the Frankenstein's monster of movies.
1: <laughs> that's that's all the positives I have for, for those two. Uh did you want to uh, go for yours?
0: Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of positives. Uh the first thing I'm gonna go out with is the costume in the Amazing Spider-Man 2, the Spider-Man oh, costume. Yeah. yeah, it's that it's suit the first thing looks that, that suit mind. looks really good and it's the best thing to come out of these movies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh it is very, very good. It's not as good as the costume we're, I'm, we're, in my opinion. It's not as good as the costume we're going to talk about in this episode. Uh, but it is still really good. They put actual effort into it, which is something that mm-hmm. I cannot say about lots of the rest of this movie. Um, I didn't talk about this very much in the last episode. Uh, I mostly mo- made fun of the dumb dubstep stuff, but uh, Hans Zimmer does like some of the more classical scores, themes, and stuff uh in amazing spider-man 2 and some of those themes are actually pretty good specifically the one that the like the main theme that plays, uh i think the best example of is at the end of the movie when he's fighting the rhino uh that little triumphant horn
1: theme i think it's really good uh yeah it's really nice i like zimmer in doses uh i'm a big blade runner guy i like i like blade runner 2049 but i'm actually kind of pissed at hans zimmer because like he got the idea that the the opportunity to work on Blade Runner. And I feel like that whole score is a little too blah, blah, you know, which is, which is a, a big criticism you hear of him a lot, but, um, it was interesting to hear his, his take on a Spider-Man theme. And admittedly, I couldn't tell you how it goes right now, but I do remember thinking to myself, well, they, they tried to do something unique again here. That wasn't just the Raimi theme or just, Oh, let's do the sixties theme again. Everyone remembers that.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, you know who they should have gotten to score Blade Runner
1: 2049. They should have got one of tricks point never to do it. Hmm. That shit would have come. I thought it'd be funny. not Maybe not funny, but like a good idea to get uh Daft Punk on board for that, maybe. Or at least like Guy Man or something Uh, who has done film score outside of that. That would have been an interesting take. Yeah, just, get, just get Tomas on there.
0: Yeah. Uh, sure. Quips, like I said uh spider-man is funny like he should be toby quipped sometimes but not as much as i would like this is inching closer to the spider-man that i have pictured in my head and that's a good thing
1: toby's quipping could feel a little like he's reading a line sometimes like hey it's me and i'm doing a quip like he would deliver it just like that you know what i mean i'm specifically Um, thinking of like in
0: spider-man 2 when
1: they're fighting in the
0: the bank and he like catches the bag of coins and he throws it back and he's like, "Here's your change." It's like, come on.
1: Yeah, it's like, read it a little more. You know, like Spider Man. It's A little. Yeah, it just
0: <laughs> it, it it's, it's too goobery.
1: That's that's my main yeah. problem with Toby. We're 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 out of goober Peter territory for the most yes, part. We've we've, we've moved
0: past Go- We've moved from goober Peter to cool guy Peter, uh, and then next up is just Peter. Um, and the last thing I have is, uh, I wholeheartedly agree with you, uh, character stuff from Gwen. Uh, mm-hmm. I do not, I'm going to get into more of this, I do not like the relationship that Peter and Gwen have in these movies, but Gwen Stacy as a character herself is actually really well done.
1: Absolutely agreed.
0: It, it feels, it's hard to get make a character that is known most for dying. Uh, it's, it's hard to make her a fleshed out character uh and they kind of they kind of fumble on it at the end of the uh, at the end of the movie amazing spider-man 2 i mean at the end of amazing spider-man 2 but uh i think that lots of the stuff mostly i guess mostly just because emma stone is a really good actor Mm -hmm. uh she she gives it she gives it her all she works with what
1: she's given and i think she does a good job if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Kirsten Dunn still had more screen time in the first two Raimi movies than, than Stone did in The Amazing. I'm not sure that that's right, but that feels right. Um, but
0: Emma Stone didn't make me want to tear my hair out as much as uh, yeah. Mary Jane did in The Amazing Sp- in
1: Spider-Man 2. She did better with less time, and I think that's what matters at the end of the day. Yes. Uh, did we want to share our negatives? Uh, yeah. Alex, what are, your, what are your negatives for these two movies? I'm going to keep it so much briefer than it could be because we have other things to discuss tonight. We have two of whole course. episodes if you want to hear me discuss my negatives. Um, I feel like from the top, um, like I mentioned earlier, these movies feel very corporate. Like a lot of the decisions made were were suit decisions. Yes. Uh like, if you need any context at all for what I'm talking about, go look up the Sony emails that leaked in... Oh, we're going to talk that? about
0: those Sony fucking emails.
1: What year was that? Do we want to talk about it now? I mean, we might as well. We'd, uh, okay. We Okay. Maybe if we save it for an episode where we have some time to, like, maybe, like, not just talk out of my for my sake, maybe I, I'd be talking out of my ass for a lot of it. I don't even remember what year it was, but they're okay. nuts. Let nuts. Let's talk about this real quick. So,
0: I think 2015? Maybe? That sounds right. Uh, Sony's emails were hacked and put on WikiLeaks. Uh, Sony, the film company. Uh, And I'm specifically going to pull up uh, the the notorious email from November of 2013 called (laughs) Spidey Thought. Uh, This is from
1: sent from somebody's like bathroom on a plane like. Oh, you fucking know it. Spidey Thought. This was an email sent to Amy
0: Pascal, uh, who is a high up Sony executive. Uh, Sony producer Uh, she has her own production company she still works with uh, Marvel on the MCU movies Uh, so she's pretty integral to uh, Spider-Man stuff in producing Uh, but here's the email I'm gonna read the whole thing because it's awful (laughs) Uh, okay Spidey thought hey Amy just a couple of rando thoughts from 35,000 LAX to JFK so yes this was on a plane A rising trend we see with Millennials are the really extreme forms of experimental exercise like Tough Mudder, a sort of filthy triathlon, the color run, and even rising things like hot power yoga, veganism, etc. Millennials will often post NBD on their social media after doing it, as in no big deal, also known as the humble brag. Wondering if Spidey could get into that in some way. He's super athletic, bendy, strong, intense, and it's all NBD to him, of course. God, I want to be dead. (sighs) I want to be dead. There's there's two more paragraphs. (laughs) EDM, electronic dance music, is the defining music for millennials. Wondering if there's an EDM angle somewhere with Spidey? His movements are beautiful. Would be awesome with a killer DJ behind it. They literally do that at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Snapchat just launched a story functionality, which is a sort of day in the life of me, told in a series of Snapchats that expire after 24 hours. It has a very VIP quality about it, since invitation only. Getting invited into Spidey's Snapchat circle would be huge and very buzzworthy, and cool i want to put a gun in my mouth
1: (laughs) how do they expect any kind of like i I know this is this is a fucking out of touch 50 year old white man writing this it has to be but like how is there any way shape or form he reads that in his head and doesn't go oh well why doesn't a criminal just like check the snap map and see where spider-man goes at eight o'clock and figure out oh that's that's fucking peter parker (sighs) you know it it takes like two seconds to think of hey that's maybe not maybe not just shove that in there okay i know this this email
0: is taken out of context from a, a big leak and that lots of movie producers send shit at random uh to producers and just to be like hey here's an idea and it not all of it makes it out of the the conception phase uh but back last year when the Marvel when the Disney Sony deal for Spider Man movies was sort of in flux, uh, and people were people were thinking that maybe he was gonna go back to Sony and he wouldn't be in the MCU anymore. I kept thinking about this picture, which I have titled Very Buzzworthy and Cool.jpg. Um I thought about it a lot because NVD if, if we get another movie, if we would have gotten another Tom Holland movie from
1: these people, where these people have creative control, Jesus Christ. This is the studio that brought you Venom. This is
0: the studio that brought you Venom and The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and they're like, sure, let's give him, let's give him Spider-Man again. Which... Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> Jesus. This is all in a roundabout way, still a part of my negatives. This entire conversation.
0: Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to completely derail. No, 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 this, but... no.
1: It is that is that is completely relevant because those people. This, this is still a few years post this movie. Those emails, but with that said, these movies feel very hollow to me in a way that Ramy's were full of like his touch, his charm. You could tell it was those were his movies he was making. There is no like signifying director trademark touch here. It feels very decision board room. It it, it 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 just doesn't feel the way like an emotionally resonant Spider-Man movie should feel from you know writers like Phil Lord and Chris Miller. You know what I mean? It, it it's um it's night and day. It, it feels yeah. bland. It, it it's like, like fat free Spider-Man is what yeah. it feels and, like. And it's even- there but the aftertaste is there too. And even when we get into
0: the next movies, uh it the Marvel movies uh Marvel is about compromise within the system. Uh directors will sign up and then they'll have to compromise what they do to maintain cohesion within the larger uh MCU. Uh and sure. that that sometimes is a negative thing. Uh but even even comp- even w- comparing it to these movies, these amazing movies, uh, you know, you can tell that John Watts, as a director, has a background in making comedy videos and, and, and making comedy stuff because they're, they're very funny movies. They're focused on comedy. You can, you right. can tell that that's what they're focused on. Uh, you, I, I can't tell you a single directorial choice that Mark Webb makes in these movies.
1: No, not one. Um, not one, which you know, not 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 to polish Ramy's knob any more than I already have over the over the dozens of hours of podcasts we already have up here. But like I mentioned, it's it's those are very much visibly and audibly and emotionally those are his movies. You can tell Yeah. people probably went and saw them even though they didn't like Spider Man because they liked Sam Ramy. There was a handful of weirdos out there, you know. I wouldn't have been one because yeah. I would have been like, hell yeah, both. But I I don't I don't know the, these. There, like you mentioned, there's just no director love there. There's no, there's love, but there's not. They're not. They're unique, but they're also. You have to not being unique's not enough. You have to be original too, and you also have to be good. (laughs) And um, yeah, that's um, that's that's a big fat negative right there. Um, I feel like their their ambitions for the Sinister Six were more than their capabilities and i know that goes without saying but like they really wanted us to know that they were thinking about the sinister six with those movies Um, they were thinking about it from
0: the end credits of the first movie
1: they they really wanted it to happen and it really feels like stop trying to make it happen if it's gonna happen like fucking the sinister six are gonna happen but you have to give yourself time for the sinister six to show up you can't they, they they canceled re- 4 because 3 had too many villains with 3 villains and they want to make their third movie with him have 6 villains they know how that sounds right like it, it it's it's baffling and i feel like they they realized that and said fuck it let's shake hands with disney because we're not making what we made we're we're, we're not making money yeah. on this now this is- I, I sort of
0: offhandedly mentioned this uh in the last Episode, but they were gonna make a fucking Aunt May, a secret agent movie. Yeah, and like
1: they're just coming great. up. They're just
0: pulling random shit out of their asses. Like, like, it's like let's do, do this. Haley
1: Field was that gonna be it, or
0: Are we gonna have it? I don't, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Even though the the Peter's relative being a secret agent thing is usually reserved for his parents, but we you know we oh, killed them off like in the Richard last Parker. movie. The yeah, like Richard, like Dick man Parker,
1: all of Spider-Man lore. Jesus. Everything else, I, I don't have anything else in in my negatives that I that I can quantify and express that I didn't already in our three hour grieving session last week. I don't think. Um, yeah, just just to speak broadly and generally, uh, to it, it, I can't think of anything that makes it a fun movie, a good movie, or the most importantly, a good Spider Man movie. It's just a bad take, and you know what? That's that's valid because every franchise has a few. There's there's a few, you know, Schumacher Batman and a few Superman returns in every in every franchise. And and you know, we were we were bound and due for one, I think. Um, well, th- nothing I'm can just, stay consistent. I'm just happy that it was in the middle, Chron- chronologically speaking, uh Amazing Two is somewhere in the middle of the live action Spider-Man timeline. If if you start with, with Toby or even a little earlier with the seventies or the nineties or what have you. Um movie wise at least number wise that that, that's about the halfway point we've got about five mcu spider-man appearances two of which are fully fledged uh spider-man movies and there's the next one coming out next year this time next year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so he'll be at that point kind of equal on solo features and appearances in the grander ones which um you know that's that's solid to think he's got he's got his three you know he's already he's already he's gonna gonna have his three He'll end up having the most, I think. Uh, and, in and the God end. willing, he'll be in that's, more. That's, yeah, for real. Um, Sony, you better fucking play nice. That's all I have to say. Yeah, do not um, fuck this up. But that's, generally speaking, all I have to say that I haven't already said. All, all,
0: of, your, all of your negatives. Because uh, then after that, we're going to go into our, our final thoughts real quick. Uh, yeah. For my negatives, uh, it's I, I want to keep it quick as well. Uh, first off, gross misunderstanding of both the origin of spider-man and peter as a character in general uh peter should not be destined to be spider-man that's not how this should work you fucked up immediately his
1: dad shouldn't yeah. matter
0: who gives a shit about his dad
1: about richard parker the,
0: the dick parker
1: greatest scientist of our time apparently Dick Parker should
0: not be more important than Uncle Ben. It's like what the fuck? Uh,
1: he's he's the Spider Man, but this movie oh should be about the Spider Man. Yeah, because yeah, oh
0: my God. All right, I got some more things. Uh, this movie, but uh, I feel like more it more has it in the first movie. Uh, but these movies have like a grim, dark, edge
1: lord tone that doesn't really feel genuine at all. Definitely uh, agree with. You. It's coming off the heels of, like, one of the horror directors, like, of our times, like, trilogy of these, and these are the grim, edgy ones.
0: Yeah, it's like, they're trying to appeal to the hip, cool kids, and they fail spectacularly. Uh, And I feel like it comes off more in in the first movie, because the color tone, the color grading is so dark, and because Peter's origin is mostly revolving around him going on a dumbass revenge quest. It's like it doesn't
1: feel genuine at all. He's a creep in the first movie, and that really hurts the movie. Uh, yeah. It's one thing to have like Toby be angry and let a criminal go, and you know have him fall through a window and die, I guess. But um, his revenge quest in the first movie is so bizarre, and it's even and then more he doesn't even
0: catch him. He
1: never wrap it up. He just put the hurt extra on all these bad fucking random ass basic level one street thugs for no reason. He was a bad guy, briefly. He's the kind of guy he would have been beating up six months later.
0: Yeah. The the origin of Spider-Man should not be hard to get right. And the origin of Spider-Man is so well known that you could probably easily just skip it and people would understand it.
1: Yeah, uh, I wonder if they'll ever do that in a movie. I wonder if just they'll ever the do that.
0: <laughs> and I wonder if people will get mad about it anyway.
1: Um, <laughs> my answer is yeah, it's gonna be yes, I think, because the yeah, internet.
0: uh, yeah, what else do I have? uh in I, inane writing for every character, I hate every scene of dialogue in any of these movies,
1: yeah, uh, uh, the dialogue is, is just awful. It really bottoms out when Peter and Harry meet and oh and God. uh catch up at the river, and they the catch deck, up it's it's a jerk it really, it really
0: does. I've said this before, but I said it. I think it back in the Spider-Man three episode where we were talking about uh, Peter and Harry like going to junior varsity basketball. Uh, but it reminds me of the Star Wars prequels, where Obi Wan, where you're constantly reminded, uh, especially in Attack of the Clones, uh, where you're constantly reminded of, oh, remember all these wacky, crazy, fun adventures we went on? Oh, what weren't those great? Oh yeah, it's like that's not good dialogue. That just makes me want to watch something other than the movie I'm watching right now. Exactly uh uh and i have one uh yeah uh i wrote focused yeah focus more on setting up the other movies instead of telling a good story i agree with you uh and the last thing i have is the costume in the first movie god fuck yeah. that costume
1: it looks like it's made of basketball like skin it's a basketball, basketball. people it, i've it, seen
0: people argue like it doesn't look like a basketball i'm like yes it does it,
1: it looks like it looks like a human skin suit died. It looks like, it looks like
0: it smells like a PVC kickball.
1: He would reek weeks of swinging through like New York, sweating his ass off punching people. How you would you wash leathery, that? You see this leathery stinky man in front of you going, "I'm the spider. I'm going to get you." How do you wash do you have that costume to have you on your hand? Uh, you, apparently not with other clothes cuz Aunt May will fucking kick your ass and the laundry Nazi. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Sally Fields, Aunt May. All right, let's get
0: through really quick with our overall thoughts on this series of movies. Alex,
1: throw them yeah. out there. Well, I, I think my overall thoughts. I wish I had written something for this, but I'm coming on this fresh uh, from work um but however I, I i now having seen both I'm, I'm now sorry to say i'm intimately familiar with the amazing spider-man duology where i was not at the beginning of this podcast so i want to thank you first for for accompanying me on this journey lex uh yeah i had i had
0: i've said this before i hadn't seen the first one since the theater in 2012 uh but i, I
1: just recently watched the second one and yeah not fun but i'm
0: glad i had somebody to endure the pain with
1: my overall thoughts are that while while the sting is there and while the hurt is there, that they chose to do this instead of give Sam Raimi his his golden second chance opportunity. That now it seems Disney and Marvel have decided to give him tangentially. Um, yes. I think Sony got so caught up in the can we that they didn't think about the should we, and they 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 pulled the trigger on on the ruination of, of a character and an idea and a story. They threw away so much money making these movies. I, so I had a conversation. Money. I had a conversation earlier this year with a friend that played out in real time. So funnily, I can't make it up. We watched Howard the duck together about two months ago, <sighs> Halloween, me, my brother, uh, his roommate, uh, just a little, a little socially distant movie night. We watched Howard the Duck and had a couple drinks. And uh, I said during the movie, this is somebody's favorite movie. And, and my friend Brian said to me, no, it's not. It can't be. This is not somebody's favorite movie. I said, numbers-wise, it has to be. Percentage-wise, it, there's a non-zero chance that someone out there unironically says, oh yeah, Howard the Duck, it's my favorite movie. The next week... Howard the Duck was trending on Twitter because some NFL player tweeted without context, Howard the Duck is my favorite movie. And people were surprised. And he was like, No, straight up, that's my favorite movie. And Brian was completely flabbergasted. He's like, No, you were right. That's somebody's favorite movie. I yeah. say all of this on my Spider Man podcast because Amazing Spider Man 2 is somebody's favorite movie out there. That's somebody's Citizen Kane. Somebody cheers and cries when they watch that movie. And I'm gonna say
0: this. I'm gonna say this right now. I don't mean to interject into your point, but no, no, I, no. I am a Patreon. Uh, I'm a patron of a podcast called Seventy Millimeter. They're a movie podcast. They're very, very good. Uh, I like listening to them every week. But uh, one of the rewards is you get to listen to them live while they're recording their episode. Uh, and I called in. You can also call in, uh, and they'll hmm. show up uh, in, your, in the voicemails of the episode. Uh, and i was talking about i made an offhand reference about how i wasn't able to call in earlier uh, a couple weeks ago because i was working on this podcast uh and i was talking and one of the hosts uh was a man named slim shout out slim uh shout out at the podcast so thank you very much slim uh but then he also talked about how our most recent episode was the amazing spider-man 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and as it turns out one of the other hosts of that podcast uh, a, a great artist named danny haas uh it turns out that he gave amazing spider-man 2 three and a half stars on letterboxd and he really enjoys uh the amazing hmm. the andrew garfield spider-man movies he likes them more than the mcu movies uh and i vehemently disagree with that on principle uh but it is very interesting to see how how this these movies connect to people
1: yeah inter- it, it really is uh it's somebody's favorite out there it's a five out of five for someone for more than one person statistically i think there's another uh, there's another person i follow on letterboxd that gave this
0: movie four stars when it came out
1: i don't think I, I have rated this on letterboxd yet i've been slacking uh man i got it and then, really and, then and then later on they ended up giving homecoming a three Okay. All right. That's some logic that I'd love to hear explained to me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, but these movies seem like a waste of everybody's time. They seem like a waste of everybody's <laughs> time. They seem, th- these, these two movies feel like such a monument to nothing. It feels like a big square statue with no plaque and no inscription. It's just there. And we look at it and we talk about it and we remember it but we don't like it and we don't like l- love it and when we think about memories of it it's hey remember when it replaced that other thing you know it's like it, it's and... like the film version of that limestone
0: block that nine gag inscribed with a bunch of dumbass memes <laughs> and buried Dude. in the desert
1: yeah imagine it's like, like
0: it's big it's ugly and it makes you embarrassed to look at it
1: the goal of any piece of fresh new no restrictions let's tell the story from the beginning spider-man media i think it, it, in my head anyway if they handed me the reins and said do a new origin story but make it good i would want it to be something that's so good you could show it to a first timer and and have and say the first timer this one's good to start with you know what i mean yes and and this this is where not not, not just where you should start but this is where you can start and these movies are not those movies. These movies go nowhere and do nothing. I think is my final verdict. i don't I don't hate them. There's worse superhero movies. There's worse Marvel superhero movies. there's there's so there's so much bad shit out there that i'd I'd rather watch Amazing Spider-Man one, I guess before some of them, but I just have no interest in watching the second one, like probably and yeah. outside of like, Maybe some kind of bad movie night in the future because I've seen the I've seen the Room fucking dozens of times. I've seen Neil Breen. Well, that's because uh, The Room is an enjoyable movie. I I I'd wear. I would love to watch Neil Breen's cut of this movie. Is oh what I would god. love
0: to see. Double Down is fucking genuinely awful. Like it's, it's not, it's not even feel, funny.
1: That's R- Richard Parker's backstory. Is Double Down? It, in is he Double Down?
0: Oh my god! Yeah. Uh. Um,
1: <laughs> the all right. laptops it, and everything.
0: Jesus, eats tuna. All right, here, here are my overall thoughts. Uh, I agree with you. Sony was completely lost in the sauce on this one. Uh, they, were, they were so caught up in trying to outdo the Raimi trilogy and keep up with the MCU that they pretty much squandered any potential that they had with their genuinely pretty talented cast. Uh, yeah, with the Raimi movies, I had a lot to talk about, but these movies just make me feel hollow. Uh, I've said it before I said it in the last episode but The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is maybe not the worst movie i have ever seen but it's certainly the most insulting I would gladly watch fucking uh, whatever Thor 2 The Dark World I would watch that rather than watch The Amazing Spider-Man 2 because The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is better in a lot of like technical and script wise ways but it doesn't insult me as a person and as a person who likes Spider-Man
1: as much yeah they really did my boy Christopher Eccleston dirty in that movie. Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is basically
0: like getting a gift from somebody, like a nice wrapped gift on Christmas when this episode is coming out. You open the, you o- you take off the wrapping paper, you open the box, and then a giant fist comes out and punches you right in the balls. That's what these movies are.
1: Yeah, uh, close to it. Very close. Uh, they're not good. Uh anyway, I, I, cannot, I cannot say I recommend them, but I can say I recommend uh this the next one. a, a good one. Which right. isn't even a Spider-Man movie. Let,
0: let's let's transition into that. So, 2015-ish, 2016, uh Sony was like, "Fuck it, we give up." Uh they ended up firing Andrew Garfield under very suspicious circumstances
1: which was kind of odd. Do you have anything to say about that Alex? I I you know, it's the eternal debate of, you know, good actor bad actor, good dialogue and script bad dialogue and script. Uh personally, I think an actor can only do so much with what they're given. I think that's the whole the whole Hayden Christensen paradox if you want to call it that. I'm not sure. <laughs> But uh, wh- where where Garfield's performance was stilted, you could tell it wasn't because it was his own personal choice to play Peter Parker as a New York City garbage man in the second movie, like, accent wise yes. uh, That was a studio thing. It had to be. And for some reason, s- somehow you can do your job as an actor and kowtow to the studio and still catch the shit for the studio's decision. So I think firing was the only inevitable thing because he went, I don't think he wanted to quit being Spider-Man no he has this whole quote about about how he was never spider-man he was an actor playing a role that's a that's a thing like it, if you google what he had to say he says fuck a lot at it he's he pissed yeah uh, I, I think but, if i remember correctly i remember reading lots of articles like things were swirling
0: around a lot that andrew Garfield made some made comments about how uh about like oh yeah sure spider-man could be bisexual or like whatever
1: just like yeah. random
0: just like random offhand comments uh, and then Sony just got really mad about it, and so they sacked him. Uh, and then
1: 10 years later made a movie about how anybody can wear the mask, okay.
0: Yeah, fucking Sony is run by a bunch of ghouls. Uh, I think we've, we've <laughs> already established we're going to have Amy
1: Pascal on the podcast to talk about Jesus Spider-Man oncoming.
0: Again, like I, like I said last episode, I really hope that he shows up in the next movie, or in some other movie in some other form yeah, i want him yeah. to have his redemption arc i want him to be in a good movie because he really deserves it you'll hear about it from us first folks yeah so andrew garfield is sacked sony says fuck it uh and signs a deal with disney uh that spider-man will be in the marvel cinematic universe uh the new guy. they did have uh so this is a very interesting Place that we're entering the character in because normally in the comics, Spider-Man is one of the first characters to show up. It's like Fantastic Four, Hulk, and then Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That's usually the first three to show up. Uh, but this is really different now because this is like coming into a world that's already been established for like eight years. Oh yeah, and, and we're like, oh hey, we have to. So they they make a lot of changes to the character that I think are done really well, but lots of lots of other people do not think are done well
1: yeah Uh, and not only that but they also do so much different with it that like it's been x amount of years since he's been introduced in the fold and we don't know the specifics still of his like origin and what happened and that's fine and that's fine it just works
0: I, i i like i like to imagine that comic book fans are sort of like uh they're like infants in that they don't have object permanence. If they don't see Uncle Ben die right in front of their faces, they just pretend it doesn't exist.
1: They love breaking the fourth wall so much they expect it to
0: break, and when it doesn't, well... We are definitely going to get more into this next week when we talk about Homecoming, Uh, but there are a lot of arguments that people make about these movies that I think are dead fucking wrong. But anyway, before we get into that, I would like to introduce uh, our second guest. Uh, As I said before, they're a streamer, they're an artist, they're a longtime friend of mine. Uh, yeah, it's uh it's it's Fear Deer.
2: Hey. <laughs> I'm uh yeah, I'm not a big Spider-Man fan, but I'm here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you're here because I know you like Captain America.
2: But I'm here for the important yeah, no. Um Uh this is kind of like my first foray into really knowing anything about Spider-Man at all. Uh, which is interesting. I'm like learning from the podcast, but now I'm on the podcast. So you know You're it's on that kind of podcast. Which is very exciting. Um, yeah, you i could I, be on the
1: podcast too. Listener, just join, just send us an email or something. Yeah, to the PO box. <laughs> Please send us an email. We haven't gotten any. I'm so <laughs> sad. <laughs> I'll, I'll send a fake one in.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: John
0: Q at gmail.com.
2: I'll send you up for some of my spam lists. Don't worry about it. Uh all yeah.
0: Of, yeah. Uh all right. Let's talk about Captain America Civil War. This movie was released on May sixth, 2016. Uh, It was directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, who are most known for directing uh, quite a few Marvel movies. It was written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, which do not sound like real names. Uh, (laughs) They are mostly known for writing the other Captain America movies uh but they also wrote uh the Michael Bay movie Pain and Gain which I really want Ooh. to see.
1: Oh. Uh, yeah. Is that
0: the is that the arm wrestling one? Or is that's that That's the one or... with the That's the one with the Rock and the... Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to see that. Uh all right, as for our cast, we got a lot of slashes here. So get fucking ready. This is not everybody. I just picked like 10 people. All right. <clears throat> we got Chris Evans. As Steve Rogers slash Captain America. Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanov slash Black Widow. Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes slash The Winter Soldier. Uh, Anthony Mackey as Sam Wilson slash The Falcon. Chadwick Boseman, the man himself, uh, as T'Challa slash Black Panther. Uh, Elizabeth Olson as Wanda Maximov slash Scarlet Witch. Uh, Paul Rudd as Scott Lang slash Ant Man. Uh, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. And the man of the hour, Tom Holland, as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. The music is by Henry Jackman, who is an apprentice of Hans Zimmer's. Uh, I think the the things that he are mostly known for is uh, He scored Wreck-It Ralph uh, and he scored the kick-ass movies uh, and he also did the score for Uncharted 4, the game which is kind of weird hmm. Uncharted,
1: hmm. little Tom Holland connection Oh yeah, because he's in the Tom, Holl- the Tom Holland movie uh, <laughs> He's in the new Tom <laughs> Holland movie <laughs> Well, the guy that directed Child's Play was named Tom Holland so there could be a Tom Fuck Holland Fuck yeah, movie yeah. he also directed Tom The Holland.
0: Langoliers If you've ever seen The Langoliers, it's directed no, by Tom Holland I, I know enough about it to know I don't want to see it of course. Uh, this movie had a budget of $250 million, so actually less than The Amazing Spider-Man 2, if you can fucking
1: believe it. Really? What did I say about it being a waste of money, dude? What did I say? Uh,
0: but this movie had a box office of $1.15 billion. As of the recording of this episode, uh, the 12th highest grossing movie of all time. Hmm.
1: Uh, so, Alex,
0: yeah. uh, do you have any personal
1: experiences with this movie? I, I sure uh, don't, as a matter of fact. Uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was so ready. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm so excited. This movie came out at a weird point in my life where I was 20 years old. Uh, I was not overtly into comic books the way I was. Uh, stuff like role-playing games or or Star Wars or other long, long-time, long like, dorkier interests of mine. Comics kind of fell by the wayside for me, for and, and movies by extension. Uh, stuff like that for a bit I didn't get back into Spider-Man like with a capital IS into Spider-Man till about the time homecoming uh, hit theaters I I, I was nervous at, at, at the concept of another new Spider-Man because that's what it was at the time it was a oh god another new one and this one's a kid oh fuck oh god did you, did oh, no. you watch Civil was, War before you watched Homecoming yes of course um, I actually I, I, I went out of my way to like watch the first camera rip I could once it came out and I had heard Hey, it was good, and it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. It's I, good. I promise. It, I, I I sat down and like made my fiance watch the uh, the airport sequence because I was like, hey, look, they did, it's Spider Man. It doesn't suck. It, look, it's it's fine. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's lots of
0: people who haven't seen these movies but have seen Homecoming,
1: and that explains why they feel the way about that that way that they do about that movie. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, this helps. It gives it a lot of context. Not much, but um. As, as far as personal experience, no, I, I did not see this movie until a few months after it came out. Uh, wasn't looking forward to it specifically. I was, I was dreading it a little bit just based on the idea of, OK, it's all new here. This is, is going to be in the public eye. This is the future of it for the next decade at the least. So let's buckle in. And no, it was fine. No, it was fun. That, that's about <laughs> where the end of my personal experience is. Yeah. Did, I, did you see this in the theater?
0: I did see this movie in the theater. I remember seeing the trailer for this movie, the one where they show off Spider-Man. And then, because before that, I was sort of, I didn't really care about Spider-Man, especially after Amazing Spider-Man 1. I just tuned out. And then 2 came out, and I heard that was horrible. So I didn't watch it. Uh, And then they're like, oh, he's going to be in these movies now. And I didn't really care about the MCU beforehand. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy and, like, the first Avengers uh and i was like yeah okay sure and then they're like oh you know spider-man's gonna be in these i'm like huh uh and then i went to go see it in the theater and i thought uh that it was good uh mostly because spider-man was in it hmm. king i know you are you like captain america i'm aware of that so yeah. w- do you have any personal experiences with this movie
2: i i know i saw it in the theater i have literally zero recollection of seeing it in the theater but I know I was there. Um, I, <laughs> I will say this was like, this was my first time seeing Spider-Man, uh, like in any film. Because prior to this, all I had ever seen of him was like, back when the, uh, I think Raimi movies and stuff and then a bunch of them were on TV, like way back in the day, I'd see like five minutes at a time. I remember my first time I ever saw Spider-Man was the the upside down um, Toby McGuire kiss, and I remember just seeing that for like three minutes on TV, and I was like, I don't like this, and then I left. But <laughs> <laughs> That's That's
1: really yeah, good.
2: I was like, uh. um, I I remember knowing that Spider Man was gonna be there because I didn't see it exactly at release, um, and I was very very pleasantly surprised the first time I saw him, because it also felt a little weird to me that he was gonna be in the movie because I felt tonally, especially with just what they were doing with the story. It it was supposed to be a darker movie, but my god, it was it was really good. Like I liked Spider Man after I saw him in this one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> these movies. These are, I've said this before. I like these movies. I think they're yeah. good.
1: Yeah, they're they're, they're uh, good. Movies. A lot going for them.
0: Uh, yeah. Alex, do you want to yes. segue us into the plot of this movie?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Typically, as you know, if if you're a regular listener, I I usually watch the movie and uh, I'm familiar enough with these to get a really, really, truly in-depth plot description going. But uh, we're we're playing it a little little funny this week. Um, We've had a string of long episodes in a row and it's also Christmas. So um, in in the spirit of just speeding things up just a little bit, my my synopsis of the non-Spider-Man parts of this movie are just a bit more concise than usual. We're going to be talking in a little bit broader strokes until we get there, but we're not going to you know, squeeze too much detail out. This is still the same podcast you may or may not tune into every week. Um, <laughs> so the, the movie opens with uh, a flashback of, of Bucky, the Winter Soldier, doing some nefarious shit. Uh, he's cruising alongside a car, kicks at it, crashes it, and steals some shit that looks like blue Kool-Aid jammers. And uh, we... We get a cut to to present from nineteen ninety one. The Avengers are in Nigeria uh, tracking Crossbones. Uh, Rumla, They're in Lagos, but... maybe I don't remember. They're uh, in Lagos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Crossbones is doing some you know cool guy private military bad guy shit uh, after Captain America dropped a building on his face in uh, at the end of Winter Soldier. Um, they're trying to, his crew is stealing this, like, vial of a contagious virus. It's it's a very, it's a very, yeah. it's a very, <laughs> very easy plot, MacGuffin, but it, like, you know they're not going to do anything like that ever again now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a very extended, uh, chase and fight sequence. Uh, you know, your, your typical, like, Avengers movie opening type shit. Uh, I think this action this is- sequence is fun.
2: It, yeah, it- it's it's pretty fun for that but it's very very disconnected uh i feel from typically what they were supposed to be doing
0: but yeah Yeah, it's i i i like it i like seeing everybody work as a team i think the the shaky cam there's lots of shaky cam in this first fight scene it's a little
1: jarring it's not great but it's i've I've never been the biggest fan of marvel's action choreography but this no. is a little... uh, later in the movie, I've... there's some really, really good stuff um, that I that I went out of my way to mention. But um, yeah, the beginning is not overtly impressive. Maybe some of like the the physic like the the takedowns from Black Widow and stuff. But outside of that, it's very normal. Yeah. Um, so after, you know, extended chasing and fighting, uh, Crossbones attempts to uh, suicide bomb Captain America after like Bucky baiting him. Like, God, he, baited. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the only way to put it i thought um but being a tactical genius wanda kind of lifts and casts uh him up and takes out a building with him instead and and kills 11 civilians instead mm-hmm. of captain america she could have moved him slightly uh, to the right for yeah. some
2: reason yeah she struggles very hard with this one explosion even though she's done that several times before uh
0: it's been forever since I've seen Age of Ultron, so I have no clue what she does in that movie. Yeah, no, she's, like, like incredibly powerful.
2: Bubble. Yeah, has done that all the time, but for some reason, she completely fucks her shot up and just puts it right through the just, wall.
0: She just moves
1: straight up. <laughs>
2: what? Oh, oh, no.
1: She, she had a song uh, yeah. stuck in her head, and she couldn't remember what it was, and she was thinking really hard about it, and, uh, oh, whoops. <laughs> so this, um, this this ends up kind of plunging the Avengers into, like, an internal affairs uh, like struggle from here on out um and, uh, after this maybe kind of alongside this uh tony stark is doing his little like cgi session in front of the entire graduating class of mit which would make me feel incredibly like uncomfortable like i know they get grants and stuff in a minute but like can you imagine sitting there and making an elon musk like making you relive his childhood traumas in vr in front of you on yeah stage and, you're, and I mean, he's that's just so trying, like, fucked up
2: and this was the last time I saw my parents.
1: <laughs> I just want my fucking diploma, dude. I just want to leave. Oh I just my want God. my money, money, please.
0: <laughs> money,
1: me? Yeah, he, he does. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. He does his little uh, "I miss you, Dad" thing in front of everybody.
0: I do like that he says that the hologram stuff is like super expensive and also really dangerous. Um, yeah. I hope that I hope that won't ever come back in a future movie.
1: It's fun that they set it up and then it's supposed to be some nothing thing. And then, no, it's like, Hey, we have this thing from the last movie. That'll work for a uh, Wink, somebody. wink. Who knows? Maybe some guy. I sure some hope Jake John Hall is involved with any of this. <laughs> um, it's weird to me, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the Pepper and Tony breakup thing is done mostly like outside of movies. And they're just kind of back together in they kind of just get back together at the end of a of homecoming a little bit and then it's just the just, only mcu movie
0: that i haven't seen is iron man 3 so that's like my blind spot
1: i i, I want to say they're together in that i saw it recently because we watched the whole mcu again with my mother-in-law last year or maybe it was at the beginning of quarantine oh my god it, that might as well have been last year Uh, but with that said, um, no, I'm pretty sure they were together in that one. So who knows Pepper and Tony, it's hard to feel like give a shit about that sometimes. She's Um, off selling
0: her pussy scented candles.
1: Exactly. (laughs) A jade egg or something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, uh, once Tony does his little, you know, philanthropy thing, he, he takes the, I I don't want to talk to you guy from community elevator out of here and, uh, gets, a. A nice personal like hey go fuck yourself from uh so what's her name is that is that what's the actress's name she's in two mcu things she's in uh she's in luke cage as well i can't really remember i can't
2: i'm blanking completely can't remember
1: her right. name but she's yeah. she's in two um she's in two mcu projects concurrently which i think is always fun to point out and note but she she gets some really serious like hey tony stark shut the fuck up in this movie which is always great to hear because i wish tony Stark would shut the fuck up all the time mm-hmm. i like this
0: scene because they've really put just in the mcu in general they put a lot of effort into making tony like not a complete asshole like he is in the comics uh right. and i think it works off it plays off it pays off pretty well uh they play a lot into like his guilt and his trauma which is cool and good and i think it's well done uh, but there is a line that that lady says where she is like, my son, like it's a good like uh, speech that she says, and it, and it really hits home. But then she immediately follows it up with, "My son is dead, and I blame you." And it's like,
1: yeah. is that really necessary?
2: Yeah, he got that. It's
1: <laughs> a little. Uh, kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that was dramatic. That was on purpose. But like, yeah. I, 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 you'd think it was cheesy, but I love the line, "Who will avenge my son?" I'm uh, like, he,
0: kind, I, I mean, he kind of already did. He beat Ultron. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't, he didn't but he also that. made Ultron, so...
0: It is true!
1: It's a collar tug there. Uh, oh, um, God. But from here, uh, the Avengers are kind of having a nice... It reminds me of a family Thanksgiving. They're, like, sitting around the table discussing the ethics of signing the Sokovia Accords, and everybody's, like, afraid to voice their opinion because they think it'll piss off half the room, and it, it's it's a fun mm-hmm. scene of seeing, like these, you know, these gods amongst men squirming like us with like conversation anxiety. Yeah. Um,
0: I think it, the it,
1: central I think the central
0: character conflict uh between Tony and Cap, I think it's well done. Uh but like the actual Sokovia Accords, like the law, it's kinda dumb and they eventually just drop them from the movies like they never reference them again. Yeah. Uh the actual Civil War comic uh I think does a much more detailed and better job of it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because it's like Tony ends up uh, hooking up with Spider-Man, just like, hey, come h- help me. And like, I don't think Spider-Man's registered with the government. No, no. definitely yeah. not.
2: Uh, and in the comics, there's a lot more stress on, you know, because it's the, I don't know, the extended uh, Marvel universe, but like X-Men and stuff are there. Yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, <laughs> you know, and There's, in the, comments... oh, the
0: X Men are involved in that, and that's a whole different can of worms.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's it's a whole thing, and and in like you're right in the movies, it's a really kind of oddly structured, weird sort of. Oh yeah, we all have to be held accountable, so let's just uh, bow to the UN because they're the greatest force on the planet Earth for some reason. Yeah,
1: which is like a
2: yeah, it's a weird bridge to that. Um, the internal conflict I think with Tony and Cap, it's definitely been something that they leaned into for a few movies makes a lot of sense. It's really well played out, but the actual causality of it is just a little acidine altogether.
1: Did you have anything you want to say, Alex? yeah, what I think what I think of at the end, it all came down to is we have x number of characters, and we need to split them evenly in half. So yep. <laughs> we're, we're gonna say like character motivations be damned. What does this person believe? What does this person believe? Because we need an even cool fight to put at the end of this and put in the trailers. That that's yes, what it really I, is. <laughs> but yeah, at,
0: even even if the Sokovia courts were dumb, I do think that that central conflict is is well established and well fleshed out and, and good
1: absolutely they, they they had kind of been building it for a while uh, yeah and it pays off decently that's 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 how you do these things sony take note please god please, <laughs> please god what the fuck i like to think there's some sony executive listening to this podcast and having to report to avi at the end of every week <laughs> It's like it's like fucking Emperor Snoke. He's just sitting there.
0: He's like, mm, "What do you have for me?"
1: <laughs> they they talked for three hours about the amazing Spider Man 2, my lead. Mm,
0: I feel their anger and I feed off of it. <laughs>
1: <Ooh>. <laughs> oh my Jesus. god! So at uh, Cap has to leave the 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 suck fest early because he gets a text saying that uh, Peggy has has passed away from chronic old lady itis. Um, that his big titty goth GF is dead,
0: completely yeah. dead.
1: And then he realizes that uh, he that his niece is uh, Agent Thirteen that that had been helping him previously in his his career. See the Winter Soldier, uh, which we will not cover on this podcast because it has no spiders and no spider no men. men. No men. It, it has men, but it doesn't have spiders.
2: <laughs> but no, but no spiders. So lo-
1: lots of men in the Winter Soldier.
0: Oh my God! So many. it might
1: it might be the most masculine of these movies. Lots of um, lots of drama, lots of heated drama between men mm-hmm. in the Winter Soldier. Breaking: Chris Evans fired for saying Captain America could be bisexual. Maybe.
0: <laughs> no, my God, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Natasha tells uh, Cap that she, Tony, uh, Rhodes, and Vision are signing the accords. And that they're going to be uh, ratified in Vienna. There's going to be a whole ceremony and that he should be there. Which uh, he he is not, therefore. At the ratification in Vienna, uh, some bad shit happens. And a, a big bomb goes off and kills... What is he? Is he the he's the king of Wakanda? Yeah, he's the
0: king of Wakanda. Uh, yeah, he's, he's the king.
1: Uh, kills T'Challa's, you know, new new introduced character here. We we get Black Panther finally in his uh, big screen debut. His dad gets killed in front of him instantly. They don't give us more than like fucking ten seconds <laughs> together before they'd go. Okay, here here we go. Tragic backstory yes. time. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's implicated that Bucky is the is the bomber, um, and that's you know that's no good. Can't have that. I will say,
0: I will say, Chadwick Boseman in this movie is really fucking good. I think he's better in this movie than he is in the Black
1: Panther movie. I, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say that, yeah. he. Uh, everyone yeah. gets really excited about Spider-Man being in this. They get excited about that, the fact that Civil War. Personally, I remember seeing this and going, okay, wow, they, they made Black Panther like interesting for the average movie go, where he's not just Spider-Man honest, and Black Panther and are the two attitude. best parts of this
2: movie. 100%. I
1: completely agree. Yeah, absolutely. Which is bizarre, but it, it <laughs> works.
2: Black Panther definitely has all of the best lines, hands down, as well.
1: The Russos have a little bit of uh, a little bit of like that thing that makes Jon Favreau want to work with you. I think. Uh, you see Dave Filoni as well on this list. Um, Special <laughs> sauce. Yeah. I- I, I, I just think that they, um you know, they're not God's gifts of directing or anything, but they 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 get the Marvel formula and they know how to milk it without uh completely making it suck and making you just sit there and feel like you're like soy wojacking the whole time. You know what I mean? They <laughs> consuming. They, yeah. Um, I, I, I trust the Russo of Russo Marvel project almost more than any other one maybe maybe peyton reed or or uh watts being a second or, or john watts yeah john watts yeah. is doing the fucking
0: fantastic four movie which i'm excited about
1: that's gonna be something i'm cautiously optimistic god I'm, yes
0: it. i'm this is the, gonna be the third time they try to do the fantastic four and Against i hope that they out. do not fumble the bag on this one
1: <laughs> comics really. first 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 family
0: I'm going to say this right now. If you make John Krasinski Mr. Fantastic, I'm going to kill someone. (laughs) I do not want that motherfucker to be Mr. Fantastic.
1: Nope. Emily Blood
0: Invisible Woman, I'm totally fine with that. But if you make John Krasinski Mr. Fantastic, Kevin Feige, I'm going to come to your house.
1: (laughs) This is going to be used as evidence in five
2: years. (laughs) (laughs) This will be in a court
0: case.
1: There's going to be a bloodied baseball cap. (laughs) When Krasinski wins Best Actor for Mr. Fantastic at the Academy Awards in 2024. (laughs) anyway um bucky now uh knowing that he's a a publicly wanted man uh he he's confronted by cap and his little little bungalow and uh the two end up fighting off like an interpol arrest uh fun this this is some of the choreography i was talking about there's there's even better stuff later but a lot of the um specifically a lot of the stuff where cap gets to use his shield in this movie. I always like seeing how they write ways for him to use it. There's a lot of hallway fighting here, a lot of uh close quarters stuff and it's uh, I like it a lot. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I've just seen it when they're when they're
0: running on cars and shit, it's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh there's another chase sequence. There's so many chase sequences in this movie. Um but Black Panther and Falcon also begin uh chasing uh each other and the pair kind of at the same time. Uh, very lengthy fight, very lengthy chase that ends with um, Captain Buck being apprehended. Uh, Black Panther gets unmasked immediately. Also, so we get uh, we get backstory out of the way, secret identity out of the way. This guy's Black Panther now. I just That's like all to you think. You he, I like to think that he just doesn't give a shit.
2: He he's one hundred percent flexing because he knows. <laughs> I I think the the ex, explainer explainer for that one <laughs> was. Um, <laughs> He's royalty, so they can't arrest me. What are them. you gonna do? Prosecute me?
0: Yeah.
2: Well, they, yeah, like, that's—I think that's the comic. Book. What are
1: they gonna yeah. do? Guillotine me? I'm the king. I was gonna try to—I was king. gonna try to gut my father's murderer in the street. What are you gonna do about it? You gonna <laughs> shoot you, me?
2: Germany can't do shit. You gonna,
1: you gonna hit me with that bat? <laughs>
0: I'm technically I'm not out. a superhero. I'm an—I'm a, I'm a police agent of my own nation.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the exactly. commander-in-chief of these guns right here, he says.
0: One man, literal one-man army.
1: <laughs> um, Bucky is uh, detained in, like, a cage while the others are grilled by S.H.I.E.L.D. about their mm-hmm. actions. Yeah, they, they we, put him in a little pod on a forklift, which in- I think is really funny.
2: Yeah, the incredible Supermax that they had built special for him.
1: While they just let Cap, like, sit <laughs> in a t-shirt. Yeah. They're like... You are so bad and they wag their finger at him and we're going to leave for a minute. Don't do anything (laughs) Uh, while they do that. uh, Wanda is uh, imprisoned at Avengers headquarters, Uh, imprisoned. You know, she she just can't leave, I guess. House arrest. Yeah, house imprisonment. (laughs) Um, Bucky is scheduled to be extradited to Wakanda. But they they want to, you know, have a psychiatrist speak with him first. And, oh, here, here's where the the espionage starts to come in. We get uh, Daniel Brühl in this movie as uh, Baron Zemo. Great performance. Uh, uh, Zemo is cool. One of the underrated MCU villains, if you ask me. I, I like I him. Love, I love his backstory. I, I love what he does for the movie. I, I like that he's not some like Palpatine. I love being evil. Ha ha ha. Marvel villain. Yeah, uh, He has a plan, and it makes character. sense.
2: It, it's my favorite Marvel villain. Like, two-date two, day, two day on screen,
1: 100%. If they ever end up doing, like, a Thunderbolts idea project kind of thing, I love the idea of him returning. Mm, yeah, I think they'd he's coming back from one of the Disney Plus shows. They'd have to find a new motivation or something for him, I think, because he's already... He kind of wins in this movie a little bit. This is kind of... You know, I I hope you've seen the movie if you if you're watching this uh, because we will talk about Spider Man I promise eventually, but um in a way Zemo kind of wins at the end of this movie he doesn't completely and utterly cripple the Avengers Avengers forever but he saws a gap here that is hard to pa- that literally took the Thanos incident and five years of stuff after that to bridge you know what yeah. I mean uh, I think. He- He fucking won in a way. Uh, I I, I don't know.
0: I don't know what they're gonna do with him in the the Disney Plus show. Uh, I don't know if I'm even gonna watch that show. I know I'm gonna watch Wandavision because that looks fun.
1: Yeah, Uh, and it's probably gonna be very Wandavision is probably gonna tie into the whole Doctor Strange thing. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna watch. I'm
0: gonna watch the Hawkeye show because that looks fun. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, It's
0: based on the Matt Fraction run. Uh, But I I feel like it'd be a a challenge to uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and have Zemo have a good
1: motivation. Uh, But we will we will see that is the trick um zemo springs him he he sets off an emp he sends it in a crate to like the location of the power grid he he's he's a very like dennis reynolds-esque like villain in terms about how he gets so far ahead of his steps in the game uh he he i, I don't know i like zemo a lot he he's smart the amazon um, primes them an emp <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just he gets it there at the time it needs to be. He he kills a couple people, stays in a couple rooms. Uh, you know, good shit. Not not quite Willem Dafoe, it, not, but here's our Spider Man <laughs> villain, technically. <laughs> or <laughs> technically. It, Captain America, the Spider Man villain in this movie. Oh my <laughs> One god, is uh we get we get the you know a lot of good escape montage sequence shit that culminates with uh probably the most iconic scene in the movie. I would think outside of the final fight is is cap like holding on to bucky's helicopter um showing off his big and...
2: yeah which uh Chris yeah has completely separated his bicep doing that so good job
1: yeah uh he should get an <laughs> Oscar for best bicep separation new category
0: <laughs> mtv movie award for best bicep separation
2: <laughs> just committed way too hard which you know love the man for that but wow
1: big, big beefy boy Mm-hmm. Can, can we can we get a dudes rock in the chat for can we get seconds? a dudes rock in the <laughs> chat dudes absolutely rock official dudes rock moment um <laughs> so yeah we, we, this, this scene kind of culminates there um they, they vice clamp bucky's arm in like some warehouse somewhere and force him to remember himself and we get some exposition from him about how there's you know the other super soldiers that he stole the kool-aid jammers from the car to make uh and from there we we segue we we get tony stark in in new york city of all places tony and
0: uh natasha need backup uh to catch Uh, captain america and so tony's like hmm i have an idea
1: tony has (laughs) been on the youtube lately and and seen (laughs) and, and seen some shit uh uh, we get we get young Peter Parker coming home, uh, DVD <sighs> player in hand from, from the public transit. Here's the thing. Now they're playing another like song that came out that year. What what song is that? Is it an Alt J song uh, or something?
0: Yeah, left hand free by Alt J. Yeah.
1: yeah. It is so far removed from the the contemporary music scene in America in a, an Amazing Spider-Man 2 that it makes me want to like like scream. Like, it, it, I feel like it's almost like, OK, how do we make a song? Let's put in a song that's not completely embarrassing and not have anything embarrassing happen. Done. You know what I mean? They, uh, all of the songs
0: that they put in the in the MCU Spider-Man movies, they're not horribly tacky like the For You song in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. It's like they put in Flock of Seagulls. They put in the Ramones. They put in the Go-Go's. I love it. The like, these are like
1: all good songs that people like. <laughs> Yeah, it 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 just works to to Todd Howard. It, but, it just uh, works. It just works. Tony travels to New York City. Um, he he's there when Peter gets home, talking to Aunt May on the couch, and Peter's kind of freaking out because Elon Musk is lying to his aunt in front of him about a <laughs> scholarship he didn't apply for. Uh, they retreat to Peter's room for a minute, which is like. You know this was like one year prior to the movements and everything i wouldn't let elon musk in a room with my with my teenage nephew not even for five <laughs> minutes to talk about an internship that's weird absolutely not. uh absolutely not uh iron man says to this young boy hey i know you are the spider man uh the crime I, I,
0: the crime fighting a spider the spiderling <laughs> spiderling I do, I do i do have i do have like a a fuckload of bullet points because uh this is one of my favorite scenes This is one of my favorite scenes in the whole MCU, just in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, I fucking love this scene. Uh, I'm just going to run down them because I want to. Uh, And it's my podcast, (laughs) goddammit.
2: The floor is yours.
0: I love that we immediately open with just Peter bringing back shit from the dump. I think that's fun.
1: It's a very Uh, in-character thing to do, yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, I love that if you watch... Peter has three different apartments in the MCU, and you realize that they sort of get just progressively smaller and smaller. Uh, which I think is fun. Uh, and if you notice in this one, this one seems suspiciously large uh, just for two people to live in. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah. It was like, there's like a couch and two chairs. I'm like, hmm.
2: It definitely, listen, I don't know the New York uh, all that well, but it definitely seemed very upscale from just that opening shot, uh, which was then the a funny kind of juxtaposition to, oh yeah, we need money for those grants. Oh, right. You've yeah maybe there's like living. there's like
0: there's like they're living in like big like housing towers yeah uh yeah and rent is super fucking high in new york
2: yeah, and i was like that's a and million they, uh, dollar apartment
1: <laughs> may May got her hours cut at the job factory they got may got her it's hours and, and and you know ben's fucking dead so you
0: can't pay for that shit so they moved <laughs> out and then they moved out again yeah. i i immediately i like that peter immediately asks if the grant has money involved he's like please give me money <laughs> Please. Yeah, okay. I need money for science. Uh, and then <laughs> to catch up to where you are, uh, I like that Peter is like immediately like, that's all fake, right? You know, that uh, it's not real. I, I just like
1: that he's trying to bullshit his way out of Spider-Man.
2: He's like, I can lie to boomers. That's legal.
1: He's not wearing the mask, so his bullshitting is not at its highest level. Mm-hmm. It, it's a charisma buff, I guess. Oh, yeah. And I love and I love
0: that Peter named himself Spider-Man. Cause like yeah. in the comics and in the movies, they don't they don't do it a whole lot. But yeah, Peter just named himself Spider Man, which I like as like a fifteen year old kid just trying to be a cool guy. He's like, yeah, I'm Spider Man. I like that. Yeah. yeah. No, no,
1: no Bruce Campbell here. Probably it like directly inspired in this universe by like by Iron Man. Or, yeah, that know, makes sense. The, and, yeah, one. that's the thing. So, I like that. Oh. So it makes sense in the in the context, I guess. But yeah, we we get our brief conversation from them. He convinces the that Spider Man to come with him to Berlin solely under the promise that he doesn't tell Aunt May. Uh, um, which this is like Iron Man. He easily could have made that promise and walked out and be like, "Hey, I'm taking the kid to Berlin to fight Captain America." You know, like fucking. <laughs> yeah. he easily could have done that, but he didn't.
0: This whole this whole scene is is really I'm, so, I'm sorry I just have more stuff to talk about in this scene. No,
1: no, that's, that's what we're here to do, my friend. Because this is
0: the Spider-Man scene. Uh, I love that they they do the origin, but it's really understated, uh, mm-hmm. and they don't make it super forced. Uh, I, I love I'm gonna put in that audio of his, his line, like explaining why he's doing what he does.
2: Yeah, I had that written down because that's an amazing line.
1: Why are you doing this? I gotta know. What's your MO? What gets you out of that twin bed in the morning? Because,
2: because I've been me my whole life, and I've had these powers for six months. Mm-hmm. I read books. I build computers. And and yeah, I would love to play football, but I, I couldn't then, so
0: I shouldn't now. Sure, because you're different.
2: Exactly. But I can't tell anybody that, so I'm not. Look, when you can do the things that I can, but you don't. And then the bad things happen. They happen because of you.
0: Because in the last movie, in Amazing Spider-Man 1, they have Uncle Ben, like, pussyfoot around, saying, with great power comes great responsibility, which is weird for when Uncle Ben does it. But, like, it totally makes sense for Peter to do that, because he's had it for six months. Uh, I like... I like that also along with that, uh, we have his spider sense, because he catches the web thing. Uh we have him actually make the web fluid, which is cool. Thank God. None of it is horribly forced. This is just such a good scene. Uh love that they explain uh the moving eyes uh in his suit to like focus his senses. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh I like that I think there are a lot of people who would disagree with me, but I think Tony really was probably the best character to introduce Peter into these movies with. Uh, it's, it's. I think it's good because Tony, in these movies, his driving motivation, especially in this movie, is also guilt, which is sort of Spider-Man's also driving motivation. Uh, and I think that having them introduced together is a good idea. Uh, and the last thing that I have is... Uh, I like that Peter is already Spider-Man. He's been Spider-Man for six months. He's chilling out, having a good time. Uh, I'm definitely going to get into this more next week. Because uh, oh, I don't yeah. want to be on my so- I definitely sure. don't want to be on my soapbox for too long. Uh, but no, for sure. every time I hear the phrase Iron Man Jr., I pop a blood vessel. Because that is not what these movies are about.
1: Yeah, they... they... That that's kind of even the whole point of Far From Home in a way. It's like and how, Homecoming how, too. How little are you watching? It's specific, yeah, really Homecoming, but even like yeah, Homecoming. More so Homecoming is like standing out of the shadow, and and Far From Home is stepping like beyond it.
0: Yes. N- n- yeah. At no time in any of these movies is Peter Parker Iron Man Junior. That is yeah. not the point of these movies. But yeah. people just for some reason believe that he is uh, because I guess it's cool to not
1: like these movies. People love being wrong, Lex.
2: It's a very weird position to take. And again, as like my first experience with Spider-Man, that wasn't what it read as at all. So I don't really know where that comes from for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. And then of course um, there's the people who are like, why don't they show up? Why don't they talk about Uncle Ben? And I'm like, they do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they
1: don't show.
0: I wouldn't I, I don't I want to see an old man you know, die in front of my yeah, face.
2: It's really important. We like and I mean, again, just in pacing in the movie overall with the whole thing with Tony's parents and stuff I'm like, it's too much. It would be way too much you know? And also you don't need that. You definitely infer that. If you know Spider-Man, then you fucking know what's going on If you don't know Spider-Man then you know enough about this kid. And the way they structured his setup here uh, again, I've never had any great attachment to him but just coming in and how sharp he was in terms of understanding what's going on and that line, you know, the when you do things about it and you don't, that's such a great way to kind of segue into a better version of a lot of the kind of teen superheroes they have along, and especially having him in juxtaposition with Wanda, who's like around the same age as him.
0: We supposed to be.
2: Yeah, well, allegedly. <laughs> Um, Tony
0: Peter's like 15 in this movie and Wanda I don't even know how fucking old Wanda's supposed to be
2: Wanda's supposed to be like 18 or something around there they're supposed <laughs> to be closer to I, sure yeah she's like 37 but it's fine <laughs> but don't definitely having it. him going you know, yeah, I'm gonna do something about it because I can, and and because you know it's my responsibility morally to do yeah, that. Yeah,
0: and that ties into Tony's arc in this movie, and it's, exactly. it's it's subtlety, it's subtle.
2: It's subtlety, and then you have Wanda crying in her room because she made a mistake. And These like, movies well. are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, that's uh, I couldn't said it better myself. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Lex's soapbox minute is over. <laughs> we, <laughs> um. But yeah, that 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 leads us kind of directly into our uh, our trailer shot, as I keep putting it. We uh, we have our airport sequence where we have uh, War Machine, Black Widow, uh, Black Panther, and Vision uh, with uh, standing with Captain America. Right? Is that is that that full uh, lineup? Yes. Or rather, yeah. with uh, yeah, they're with Iron Man. With Iron Man. Sorry. Yeah, I had my my fucking columns inverted. I had all the right info under them. With the other side being um, with uh, Spider-Man, or sorry, Spider-Man on that side as well. The other yes. side being Captain America with Bucky, uh, the Falcon, Hawkeye, Wanda, and Ant-Man, who, gotta say, I love Paul Rudd in this movie. He's um, so much fun. He's a fun and so, cool guy. Uh, besides Spider-Man, the Ant-Man entries are probably my, my other favorite MCU movies. i uh, these really, movies are good. I'm really hoping that Taika Waititi can can upstage Peyton Reed a little bit in my head because I'm really looking forward to Love and Thunder. Um, We'll Hmm. see how that goes. I feel weird saying I'm looking forward to a Thor movie, but uh, I know it's a a,
0: a new it's a new experience.
1: For me, it goes it goes Spider-Man, Ant-Man and then specifically Ragnarok and possibly, you know, future stuff in terms of like what I like out of these movies. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is really good too, but I like two a lot more than one. That's a whole thing. Welcome to the MCU era of this podcast, everybody. <laughs> We're talking about a lot of movies. Um, yep. Oh yeah. Uh, but yes, we have we have a veritable fucking action figure lineup ver- of verses here. Um Peter but, specifically is is told to keep his distance and subdue with webs. Yeah, uh, and, and, not, and even spell it in, in there. This... And kill.
0: There's a, there's a whole bunch of people in this fight, but especially after Endgame, this fight just feels like really
1: quaint. Like it's like six Super people quaint. fighting at an airport. Yeah. it feels really small. Well, this and is I- the start of making that that you know that round shot in the first Avengers, like where everybody's looking up <clears> throat> and, throat> and looking at shit, and that was supposed to be so big and so monumental that all these people were here. That feels starts to feel smaller by the minute with every single one of these movies.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it it also uh, pairs really well with... You can tell throughout the fight scene. This is just friends. They're just friends beating the shit out of each other. And it's everyone <laughs> yeah. pulling their punches. <laughs> having a good
1: old time. No, nobody like, is, yeah. is shooting to kill here.
2: It's completely non-lethal. And, and I then think... there's
0: Peter who doesn't understand what the fuck <laughs> is going on. And he's just trying his best. He's giving it the good old college try. He's doing his best.
2: The moment of him trying to read his Miranda rights to uh, Falcon as he's hitting him in the face. It's great. Peter has no idea what's happening. Uh, and it's... We should talk about the costume. We should talk about the costume,
0: Alex. Do you have any thoughts about this 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 costume?
1: I I like the costume very much. I like it. Uh, I, I like that it pulls very much straight from the source material. One of the things that I'm the biggest fan of is the back of it. Uh, <gasps> I think it's the closest we've gotten to the tick in. Oh, it's the tick. They got in, the tick suit. It, it's. Uh, I like the far from home colors a little more myself. Mm-hmm. But with that said, the the homecoming slash uh, civil war suit is great. I my, I have a very 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 small gripe with the fact that like they do they do plenty of show don't tell that this Peter is smart in this universe, but it's hard to do like have that hold hands with the fact that Iron Man gave him this like you know super suit. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, it, it ties into the whole he's not Iron Man Junior thing. Uh, yeah. It's. This is really, I mean,
0: this yeah, this is really the only super huge thing that Tony does for Peter, is just give him this suit. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't have a whole lot of complaints about it, because uh, this suit, I fucking love this costume. Uh, this is easily my favorite Spider-Man costume, I think, ever. Uh, mm-hmm. It refines and updates the Ramita design in so many just ugh, beautiful ways. Uh, the eyes look, they're, per- they're literally perfect. They look exactly like they do in the comics, and I don't have a single problem with those. Uh, I really like the chest logo as well as the back logo. Uh, I really like like geometric designs of stuff. Uh, so I, re- I really, really enjoy that uh, chest logo that they have. Uh, it's like super geometric. I have a tattoo of this chest logo because I like it so much. Uh, but the colors are perfect. I like that the black bands are there that they break up the colors and they tie oh, into that. the exposed web shooters. Love that. Uh, I love the exposed going. web shooters. Mm-hmm. I love that in this movie, in at least in the next movie, Peter runs out of webbing because like that never happens in any of the other. It doesn't happen in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Uh, he just he runs out of webs. That's good. I like that.
2: That's uh, it. Makes sense.
0: <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, but, yeah, I've seen people edit this costume on Instagram and, like, take away, like, the black bands and stuff no. and, make the lo- and make the logo look different, no. trying to make it look more comic accurate, and it just looks wrong.
2: No, It just that, doesn't look right. That's the thing. I have a huge gripe with um, comic accurate movie costumes. I think they mostly look fucking terrible. Again, because it's a totally different medium, and uh, it's a totally different scale of what you're trying to convey with the characters, too. His costume looks amazing in this movie. I yes. don't know the other ones, but I
0: love this one and this and this costume i've it is it is almost exactly the way that it looks in the comics, but it makes enough changes mm. that it works on a human person moving around in physical space
2: yeah and that's exactly it. It's like that works for him, and that's such a good uh way to do that in terms of the comics because if you look at you know captain america or anyone standing there captain america doesn't look like that in the comics there's no way his first suit was the comic one and he looked like a clown he was completely he looked like
0: a silly little clown boy oh my and god i, I like that they gave him they gave him the the scale mail in uh end game we'll talk about that oh, later for sure. they gave for him the sure. scale mail in end game <laughs> which finally they did that on his last movie yeah uh, they were finally confident enough to do the scale mail uh, but yeah, the whole Marvel design team who make all of these costumes and all. all well, I'm going to talk about it more in Homecoming. Talk about it more in Far From Home when he gets a new costume and when we can talk about Mysterio. Ugh, my king. Uh,
1: <laughs> but they they do a really good job. this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful suit. Love the suit. Uh, not personally my favorite. I'm. I, I think technically speaking, I think the ASM two one is the best, and the Raimi is my favorite. But I I love these suits, uh, very They're good, comic accurate and and a, and a lot of great regards. Um, I'm a big sucker for the Far From Home suit, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, the fight ends uh, <laughs> after a good amount of it happening. Uh, we get a great. Sequ- uh, I like the dialogue between Captain America and Spider-Man. The whole New York. Yes. Here. Um, the, the
0: quips in this movie are so good. Uh, mm-hmm. and Spider-Sense is actually used really well. Yeah. Like, there's really that scene is- where he's getting, like, something coming from from behind him, and his eyes just widen, and he's like, oh, shit.
1: hmm And he says something about a second before uh, Scott triggers the... the so maybe he senses something going on with the particles. I don't know. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and,
0: and just because there's not, like, a Matrix 360 slow motion, people are like, he doesn't have Spider-Sense in these movies. Like, guess he does, you fucking morons. <laughs> Again, yeah, it's the inference that. of it, you know?
1: you have to use you have to use your brain yep uh nat does some real quick turncoat shit and stuns uh black panther and gives the opportunity to captain america and bucky to escape uh meanwhile while they escape uh vision tries to incapacitate does he try to incapacitate falcon but he hits roadie is that what it Uh, is yes tries to incapacitate falcon Yeah, Yeah, so Red says fire, and he gets fired on himself, gets his arc reactor popped out, and uh, thuds right into the ground. I'm such a bad person, but that sound makes me laugh every time I hear it. It It is pretty funny. It's a pretty funny funny. sound design choice. Uh, He's not dead, but he is fucked up. Uh, So it's a very somber, very very sad moment. Uh, But after hearing and being presented with evidence that, uh, Bucky was framed and, you know, it was prosthesis and stuff. Um, he, Tony ventures to the raft. I I think it was fun to see the raft in this movie, which, uh, predominantly I associate with Spider-Man in my head. I think, um, they send a lot of fucking people in Spider-Man to the raft for, for (laughs) him being a New York, you know, neighborhood staple. um, Tony, you know, shares this with the prisoners, does some fudging of the cameras and microphones and stuff to to do so. Uh, Zemo is, you know, implicated in everything. Um, Sam gives him the info he needs to find Captain America and Bucky, and he, he attempts to go do so. He attempts to go to Siberia to make peace. Um, and a very un-Iron Man thing, twist of events. Yeah, I'm going to say this right now. I think this whole finale is actually pretty good. Yeah, this is the most solid part of the movie. Uh, to to At this point, pre-Endgame, this was the longest MCU movie. Um, oh, and I was wow. feeling it, watching it. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a long But movie.
1: the third act is very, very, very good. Um, Tony does track uh, Captain America and Bucky to the location in Siberia where they all believe super soldiers are going to be found. And they're already dead. Uh, Zemo- yeah, the- Beat them there and killed them all in their sleep. Yeah, like they like they have this like super big setup of like there's
0: other uh, uh Winter Soldiers out of, uh, and then they just they go nowhere. I mean, I yeah, get why absolutely.
1: they why why they exist. It's just
0: to they bring were, it for right. Zemo it to bring them here. But it's just like it wasn't it's kind of a, weird.
1: <laughs> exactly. It wasn't a bluff. If Hydra had gotten a hold of these things, they might have been fucked pre Thanos. You know what I mean? Like the, the one bucky is something. Five buckies with no personal attachment to Cap. That's a nightmare it's it's uh you know it could have been bad shit but yeah no zemo just capped them all in the face it looked like while they were sleeping and he literally just (laughs) brought them here he's like hey yeah no fuck you you're idiots i brought you here so i could show you this fun video from 1991 tony and uh tony learns the truth about how his parents died bucky was still under the control of hydra and uh acting as their agent he killed iron man's parents to acquire that super soldier serum to acquire the capri sun mm-hmm. uh tony of course loses his shit because he's tony stark and we get a <laughs> just a great fight sequence um cap and tony in full breakup mode um it, it moves around a lot. They, they do a whole lot of back and forth thing one-on-ones with each other. And then eventually it, like starts moving up through like a missile silo. Uh, it's, it's really good stuff all around. This is the choreography I was talking about where like the, the, the shield stuff really shines. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot of complaints about the sequence. It it feels like, uh, it feels comic booky and not, in, not, not in a kitschy way. It feels like a, like a climax. Uh,
2: no, it definitely feels like one of the most real fight scenes uh, of For any sure. of the it's MCU. Good. It's it's definitely is- one of my favorites. I think it's shot much better than a lot of them.
1: Yeah, um, cinematography is really important in it,
2: and I think playing it directly after the because uh, the airport fight scene is great. But again, they're pulling their punches and stuff, you know, and it's it's very much a. This is like
0: these motherfuckers want to kill each other.
2: Yeah, like they get into, and that's the thing. So much of the MCU, everyone's trying to be non-lethal, even when they're you know getting the bad guy. And well, stuff.
0: I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to be non-lethal.
2: Well, it, it, I think it's that very interesting uh, superhero thing of like, oh, I didn't kill anyone. I definitely hit him nine times in the head with a carbon fiber rod, but I didn't kill him
0: the only Marvel superhero in these movies I can say is non-lethal is Spider-Man is
2: Spider-Man. And that's the thing, (laughs) which is great. But yeah, that last fight scene, they are like, no, everyone's going to die down here.
1: Fuck it. Um, which is a really great tonal shift. I find. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we get quite a bit of fighting, quite a bit of dialoguing back and forth and it ends, it ends pretty brutally for, for one of these movies anyway, with, uh, with, um, the arc reactor being, like, smashed in Tony's chest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Bucky getting his vibranium arm blown off. Uh, oh, or was it, was that vibranium? I right, have no clue. That, that was not was, vibranium. It was no. some kind of metal, but yeah, he gets yeah. a vibranium. <laughs> some <arm laughs> kind of metal, whatever.
2: <laughs> it was, that was some just a, imported Russian steel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <And> I
0: think <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is at the same time when uh, Black
1: Panther shows up to confront Zemo. Yes. Yeah, yes, show. absolutely. Um... Tony loses hard. Uh, I'll, I'll get. I'll get to the Zemo scene in just a second. I think this happens like just before it. But of course. Cap, and, Cap and Bucky are like you know limping out, and Tony claims that Steve doesn't deserve the shield, and and he leaves it behind, which is you know very very basic like visual metaphor storytelling, but it works for for this movie. That's what this movie is. Is is the Empire Strikes Back of this franchise? Um, Correct. Not in terms of quality, <laughs> but in terms of what happens, and the band does a little bit. Uh. But yeah, I, I like that scene a lot. Uh, the fight scene, the dropping of the shield. And then we get Zemo, you know, hanging out on the cliff. Not 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 gloating that he won, but just still that he won and he's still depressed. And Listening to uh, a voicemail from his wife, which is good. Mm-hmm, deletes it, too. Yeah. We, we see him delete it. it. Fuck. Uh, he, he, he knows he's either... Well, he's got the gun in his hand. He doesn't know he's about to go to jail. He knows it's over one way or another. But uh, Black Panther steps in with those fucking bulletproof hands and blocks the bullet and says psych bitch you're going to jail we need you in another we need you in a tv show in five years motherfucker vengeance has consumed you it's consuming them i'm done letting it consume me justice will
2: come soon enough Tell that to the dead.
0: The living are not done with you yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, the living are not done with you yet is like uh, raw. Love that shit.
1: But yeah, that's like a really good scene. It, it's Spider-Man level like territory. He, he wanted to find <laughs> his father's killer and got him in the street so bad. And now he's got the guy that really did it in front of him and he's not going to do it. Uh, yeah he didn't hunt down a bunch of criminals that look just like him to get to this point so again sony take notes
2: take uh, notes <laughs> please but,
1: yeah it's a very poignant scene uh his he he wins but he doesn't get what he wants zemo if that makes sense yeah um we we get you know shots of Rhodey recovering he's he's in his you know his tesla walking suit or whatever um Steve breaks his comrades out of the raft right before the. You know, we get our little credit sequences and everything, of Bucky getting. I had it written crossed out. Bucky gets put down. I crossed it out. Bucky gets put to sleep for now. he he gets put down like old Yeller.
2: They took him up behind the barn.
1: (laughs) No, they're giving him the COVID vaccine. No. (laughs) (laughs) Take Wakanda, uh, give him the COVID vaccine. (laughs) Our final. Yeah, they had it five years in advance (laughs) before there was COVID. Um, and we're, we get our final credit sequence of the movie with uh, Peter recovering at home from his injuries uh, sustained in battle, uh, trying out his, his 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 new web shooter Spidey signal at the ceiling, uh, and that's that that is Captain that America: The Civil War.
0: I'm going to talk about this more in Homecoming, but I really like Marissa Tomei's Aunt May. I
1: think she's fun. Yeah, yeah uh, I I think I'll save. Just about all of my thoughts on on that matter for that movie, but I I like the casting. I don't mind that she's a little on the younger side for an Aunt anime portrayal, yeah. but she she brings a, a freshness to the role. I think that there yeah. was needed to be. Sally Field didn't really explore the character at all. She just knew yeah. things that Peter. I'll, I'll I'll
0: save most of my stuff for
1: the Homecoming episode. Anything did yeah. in the duology could have been a Bing search. That's all. I can say. <laughs> Fucking Bing. <laughs> It's always Bing.
2: It's true.
0: Alex, do you, have, do you have any fun facts here for us?
1: I have a handful, yes. Uh, a lot, and I mean a lot of the trivia of this movie is mired in the fact that it is essentially kind of the first crossover movie of these that wasn't an Avengers movie. So there's only little bits and pieces about Spider-Man stuff here, but there is, you know, there's a good, there's a good bit. Uh, it kind of goes without saying, but uh, Tom Holland was the youngest portrayal of a Peter Parker or Spider-Man at this point. Uh, I attribute a lot of the success uh, that the character has found so far to the fact that uh, they they finally have decided, okay, we're going to stay in this era of his life, not only for a bit, but for all of what we've seen so far, instead of having him graduate high school a half hour or a movie and a half in. uh, Yeah, they they pick a good actor who is young. Absolutely. Uh, they could have done a lot worse with that but it is what it is, here he is we, we're going to get some high school stories for a while and that leads, you know, we could get better college stories in the future because of this too mm. um, while making audition tapes uh, to audition for the role, Tom Holland was doing uh, he was in a production called Pilgrimage with John Bernthal so together they made audition tapes for their roles of Peter Parker and uh, Frank Castle like, that they filmed alongside each other. Dudes rock.
2: Dudes time. fucking rock. I
1: know, I know King, I know you're a big fan of the Punisher show.
2: i a huge fan.
1: I've not seen the Punisher show or the Daredevil show, but I have the oh. Daredevil show highly recommended to me by many people, including Lex. Yes.
0: Daredevil comes. Yes. Daredevil first, though. <laughs> I hope so. It's so uh, good. I, I
1: say this having seen Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. So, you see Luke
0: Cage and Jessica Jones, but not Daredevil or Punisher. Me, <laughs>
1: crucify <laughs> me, crucify me. I it, know brother. I know that'll oh be that'll God. be next year. We do a Daredevil podcast.
0: There has <laughs> been so many rumors about the third Spider-Man movie, but I genuinely, honestly hope that Daredevil isn't
1: it. And I say this as a person who like loves Daredevil in the comics. I love the Marvel Knights kind of stuff. I love Daredevil and Spider-Man team ups. Um, fuck it i'd rather see i'd rather see charlie cox's daredevil with the spider-man than i would see deadpool with the spider-man
0: oh without a doubt fuck
1: deadpool let's get fucking daredevil (laughs) in here did you have any alternative castings for spider-man uh i you know i didn't specifically find any on the places i look at them this time but i could easily find that out uh, I meant to do that while I was at work and then I didn't. So I think the only Sorry. one I know yeah. is that it was down
0: when they got it down to two actors, either Tom Holland or Asa Butterfield, who is
1: uh, Yeah, I remember oh. that. I think I think uh Ansel Elgort was also up for the role. Ugh.
0: Yeah, no. It's a yeah. it's a big no on Ansel Elgort or Asa Butterfield. Oh, Asa Butterfield yeah. just oh, something yeah. about him. He looks like he looks like he literally looks like Review Bra. He looks like Review Report of the Week.
2: He kind of looks like he got hit in the head, and yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Tom Holland no. was
1: definitely the choice. I, I definitely saw a few things that mentioned Chandler Riggs as a possible Spider-Man. The fuck is Chandler Riggs? He, he um, played Carl on The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Big no. Uh, I I also know for a fact at one point, uh, Timothy Chalamet was considered. <laughs> And I've said this I, before.
0: Timothy Chalamet would be a good Harry
1: Osborn, but I, I think they made the thing right thing. choice. Yeah, he's not a Spider Man. He's not a Peter Parker for sure. No, it, I I don't know how they could they could they would have to put like nerd prosthetics on him. <laughs> it would not work. Is the thing? You have to give him buck teeth and a lisp. He's handsome. He's too pretty. He's like Victorian pretty. It wouldn't work. That's yeah, why he, he would, would be a good Harry Osborn. Absolutely, I do agree. I do agree. Um. Like I mentioned earlier, Marissa Tomei was in her 50s during this portrayal. Rosemary Harris was in her 70s, and Sally Field in her 60s. So when we get our next Spider-Man reboot, Aunt May has to be in her 40s to have the <laughs> here. She's getting progressively younger.
0: I'm not as horribly against the idea of Aunt May being young younger. Uh, because I feel like it's kind of weird in the original comics that his, it's, it's his aunt and uncle, when it's very obviously supposed to be his grandparents. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, aunt and uncle. Uh, And also, it gives me a a sort of another. This is a weird thing with like a head cannon, I guess. I hate that word, Um, (laughs) but I just like the idea of Aunt May and Uncle Ben being like the younger couple compared to uh, Peter's parents, Mm -hmm. and that's sort of like a a, a, sort. They're sort of like vaguely inexperienced with raising a child. I just like that idea.
1: Yeah, Uh, that it's it's not something they're good at. That that was that was Mary and Richard's bag. Yeah, I like I like that idea. Um, I know we we uh, compared Ditko uh, as or used Ditko as one of the sources. Either I wanted to go out of my way and mention John Romita Senior as well. Yeah, I, I think as far as the artists go, I think Bagley. I have I'm I'm a big sucker for the dumb McFarlane shit. Yeah, but I like Bagley a lot. Um, but then again, uh, Ultimate was very formative for me in terms of reading these comics. So take that with a grain of salt. Aside from that, I like Remeda Jr. and I like Remeda Sr. Um, Remeda Jr. and Sr. are both good. But Sr., it's just classic. I think that's some of the most classic look of it, and I'm I'm glad to see that. That's kind of reflected in the outfit a little bit. The Ditko stuff is a little stronger, but yeah. there is some... Uh, some Here, some let me def- actually,
0: while, while I'm talking about it, I actually have the art book of Spider-Man Homecoming.
1: Wow. Uh, and
0: let me talk about this real quick. Let me find the outro of it. Yeah, this is by this is a, an excerpt from the out, the afterword of the Spider-Man Homecoming art book by Ryan Minerding, who did most of the concept art for uh, Peter in the MCU, uh, which is, I love with a capital L the licensing art John Romita Sr. did for Spidey. All of those poses are burned into my skull, and the head design is perfect. It was so solidly drawn, even with the flourishes in the eyes that most artists don't try to replicate. To me, that Spider-Man head is the logo of Marvel as much as Mickey Mouse's is Disney's. The other elements I love from Mr. Romita's Spidey are the small spider on the chest and the simple web design throughout the body. Mm -hmm. It feels like an innocent version of Spider-Man, one perfect for a younger Peter Parker. I think that's a really good and succinct way of putting it.
1: Yeah, that puts it in better terms than I ever could. Ryan Minerding did a
0: bunch of artwork where he pretty much just made versions of the Romita artwork,
1: but just put that suit for peter in it it looks perfect that's great i I need to look into this book it's good one of my uh one of my favorite bits of trivia about this movie specifically as i've mentioned in the past i love spider-man but probably my favorite character in the greater spider-verse outside of peter is ben riley i know a lot of people don't love the clone saga stuff i do uh ben riley specifically i love the character of and uh his outfit is uh, color-wise an inverse of the Spider-Man like pajama suit yeah. in this movie? Uh, the hoodie and the the arms, like the colors are swapped. So I feel like it's a deliberate reference, but th- at th- the same it aspect. is because
0: if you because in the book they they talk of, they have like all the different looks that they were thinking of for the homemade suit, and one of them was pretty much the Scarlet Spider outfit. Yeah, I love uh, the Scarlet Spider. And when they were looking at. Uh, I know I'm, I'm going off the rails here, uh, but when they Hold were on, looking yeah. at the the final design for uh, the homecoming suit, uh, one of them, <laughs> which was sort of like a concept, was basically just his uh, Ben Riley suit that he wears when he fully becomes Spider-Man, Sensational Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that 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 Ben Riley suit is one of my favorite Spider-Man suits. It's the MCU suit. It's the homecoming suit and the Ben Riley suit. Those are my two favorites. I mm-hmm. fucking love those. Both of those suits.
1: Absolutely uh hard agree uh i i personally am dubious about this being a genuine piece of trivia but it's worth noting that uh two of the keywords in uh the weird little sleeper cell phrasing they do for bucky are homecoming and 17 some people have taken that as a reference to spider-man homecoming coming out in 2017 the next year Eh, it's a little it's a bit of a stretch for me if a writer the said homecoming but not the 17 if a writer said yeah that's the intention then yeah i'd believe it but
2: eh, eh. yeah that seems a little um, far-fetched but yeah eh.
1: yes i do have i have i've been kind of subconsciously background looking here i do have a handful of other uh spider-man i did not mention that aren't ansel elgort not, not too many sex weirdos in this podcast I <laughs> really. no uh, we already Ace got more sex field. weirdos in the last episode unfortunately so uh judah lewis who i have no idea who that is how do you spell that judah j-u-d-a-h lewis l-e-w-i-s oh he was in that christmas oh he's in the ba- no. oh he was in the babysitter okay. oh that's a that's a big no
2: yeah no. yeah, pass.
1: yeah. super pass matt lintz who was another kid on The Walking Dead yeah, and he was in also, Pixels. No. Also, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. These guys all these guys these are all look like the most
0: generic white boys possible.
1: And Charlie Plummer, who was in a John Green adaptation uh Clofitch Killer. Oh no, yeah, Tom Holland seems like the strong pick here.
0: No, yeah. Like they had like the most generic white boys possible and they picked the one good one.
1: Yeah, it says also Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, super pass. Super pass. Yeah, oh, yeah
0: absolutely not.
1: No. I don't see how there's any room to complain about him. He's, he's They really se- they really secured the bag on that one. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that would wrap up my trivia. Except for the fact... Nope, I have one last one here. I wanted to know. <laughs> Surprise! This is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, outside of Endgame, which has every actor in Hollywood in it, this uh this film was at the time the most uh like oscar drip worthy uh it had three oscar winners in it marissa tomei william hurt and jim rash and four nominees with robert downey jr don Cheadle, jeremy renner and alf alfrey woodard is the name of the actress we couldn't name earlier that said fuck you iron man i hate you oh okay and- All yeah. Right. yeah yeah alfrey woodard who is yeah a uh yeah this is fucking talented people in this movie and this civil war movie <laughs> civil war
0: uh, and not even
1: the kind of civil war movie you would expect like like you know to be in the headlines it's just, it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, true it's just white like too, but i guess you're right uh all
0: right i guess let's go into the ratings uh and the rankings let's open i guess with king uh, what, what, are, what is your rating for this movie? And, uh, I guess where would you rank it? You wouldn't really know where to put it from the movies we've covered.
2: Yeah. Um, it's like a solid three and a half for me. I, I really liked it. There was a lot of storytelling stuff that not on the Spider-Man half, but, you know, on the other side of things, I have a lot of gripes with, uh, how they did characters and storytelling, but overall, it's really it's a really visually stunning movie in terms of so many of the shots, especially on the uh back half, which I think is just amazing. But
0: who who are you who are you mad about that they mischaracterized?
2: <laughs> um Black Widow is terrible in this movie. She is abysmally bad in this movie. Um a few of the other ones. There's just a lot of like weird character beats. Iron Man, I get what they were going for. But some of the guilt trippy stuff I find is a little overdone. Captain America is also great, but I think they played him a little stupider than maybe they (laughs) should (laughs) have. There was a lot of moments. Yeah, there was just a lot of moments, especially, you know, when Tony's trying to explain things to him. And he's just like, yeah, I'm not listening. Uh, I don't care and I'm not listening. It's like, (laughs) yeah, I get that. I get that. It's your friend and I get that. But uh, I don't care isn't really the response here, especially given, you know, build up of Winter Soldier and everything like that. But overall, yeah, 3.5 just because I think it was a really, really good, especially for an MCU movie. It's really, really good. It's definitely one of my top MCU movies in my own personal rankings,
0: And you, of course, you don't have to rank it since you don't know any of the other
1: movies. <laughs> it's my favorite Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I would think yeah. this should be at the top then, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, yep. I think really beyond Spider-Man and Black Panther, uh, I am pretty ambivalent on this one. Uh, it is a perfectly fine Marvel movie that just happens to contain one of the best scenes in the MCU uh, and the introduction of my preferred flavor of Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to give it just a nice, solid three stars. Uh, And I might put it, I think I might put it just maybe a hair above Spider-Man 3. Uh, Just because Spider, this movie didn't make me want to claw my eyes out as much as sections of Spider-Man 3 did. Uh, So for my current ranking, uh, it's Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, uh, Civil War, Spider-Man 3, The Amazing Spider-Man 1 the amazing spider-man Two.
1: alex yes yes uh well generally speaking um i I feel like i'm somewhere in the middle between you and, and king's analysis here uh i like the movie a lot i think it's one of the better early mcu beginning of the crossover entries um a few of these movies stand out like from their predecessors like sequel wise to me i i think guardians of the galaxy 2 and thor ragnarok are probably some of my best examples of that like i mentioned earlier um i like this movie a lot but i don't like i don't love the parts of it that like would make it feel more whole and complete i think the third act is what saves this movie um from being yes. just, like, average yeah. in my head. The airport scene is great and everything. The Spider-Man introduction is great, and that's what we're here for today. But specifically, I think the last segment of the movie is the best part of it. And it, it, it it's, like, not even close. It's, like, gold versus bronze medal discussion. Like, that fight sequence at the end, the everything they do with Zemo, it, it just... It works, and I it like it a really lot. It is good, uh, without a doubt. It, the, uh, your climax working, especially in a Captain America movie, is important, because the first one... It feels so campy and so goofy to me. And the second one I didn't actually see until my rewatch earlier this year. So, you know, speaking franchise-wise, I've never been, like, in love with with the Captain America movies myself, but this one I like a lot. I like it the most out of any of the three of them. I'd probably go with a 3.0 out of 5 on this. Um, I was thinking a 3.5 earlier, but I really think, like I mentioned earlier, it's not to say that anything is too weak in this movie, but the third act really... I feel like if they shaved a little bit of how good it was off and sprinkled it over the first two thirds of this movie, <laughs> I'd feel a little more positively it's, it's about great. it, but yeah. um, that's how I feel, uh, which which makes my final ranking. I am going to agree with you, Lex, that uh, for as the good meme value and as fun as uh, the fun we have talking about it, this is a better movie than the amazing, than, than Spider-Man 3. Uh, this is, my, my ranking would be Raimi 2, Raimi 1, Civil War, Ramy 3, than the duology one and two. So still a little bit All the right. same, uh, close to yours, but I, I still consider two to be the, the, the better to one, is my difference there so far still. Yeah. But that's that uh, for me.
0: Yeah. All right. That's our show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you've got a question or a comment that you want us to read on next week's episode, be sure to send it to us at our email address, spidey signalspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can shoot us a DM on our Twitter, at Spidey Signals. Next week, we're going to cover Spider-Man Homecoming. So until then, stay responsible. Bye.
1: Merry Christmas, one and all. Merry Christmas.
0: Stay frosty. Oh, Spotty Bells, Spotty Bells swinging through Midtown. Oh, what fun to sling a web and take the bad guys down. Spotty Bells, Spotty Bells quipping all the time. Oh, what fun to swing around New York while fighting crime. Quipping through the streets of New York every night.